ladies, men, and non-binary friends, welcome to Rosé Till Christmas Day, a show where we uncork a bottle and share some cheesy holiday favorites in time for the Christmas season. I'm Abby, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emma, and this week we are here to talk about the spirit of Christmas. (laughs) Hi, Emma. Hi, Abby. It's early in the morning. It is very early in the morning, so instead of a whole bottle of rosé, we're just I'm just downing cups of coffee. Yep. I am, That's how we're I, doing this episode. I too am drinking coffee out of a very cute mug that says Meowy Christmas, and it has a key at it. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. I, my BB-8 mug is my biggest mug, so that's the mug I'm mm. using to drink my coffee. I love a BB-8 mug. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, but I also made like my own peppermint mocha, like white peppermint mocha. Oh. So I have some vegan, well, vegan slash kosher white chocolate. And then huh. you melt that down and then you put in a crushed up candy cane and then you put coffee on that. And you stir it up. Ooh. That sounds really yeah. good. Oh my god. It is really good. Yeah. Where does one get sorry, this is totally off topic, but where does one, for the yeah. good listeners, get vegan white chocolate? I buy mine on Amazon and it's always from a different supplier every time. Mm. So <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Emma and I are both very lactose intolerant. <laughs> Extremely lactose intolerant. Um like I had a KFC earlier this week. Ugh. Oh, no. Bad idea. Oh, no. And it's not just because it was KFC, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes my tummy. There's a rumbly in my tummy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, what have you done this week to get yourself in the Christmas spirit? Um, well, I started baking cookies, Yay. which Abby will know because I had to delay starting recording just so I could get a out of the oven <laughs> well i first had to delay starting recording because i just moved and forgot my podcasting mic and my headphones were still at my parents house so this morning's just a mess <laughs> we're we're not great first thing in the morning no. but <laughs> this is what my schedule <laughs> <laughs> allowed us to do so um but this week I've, okay, so I get, like, my tree up by, like, November 1st, 2nd, like, mm-hmm. first week of November, right? But I leave it alone until around this time of month. So, because it's, like, a nice flocked green pine. Mm-hmm. So if anybody comes in, I can just be like, oh, it's for winter and not have to be make it about Christmas because some people get weird about that. Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) but this week I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna go ahead and decorate it. So I swore to myself I wasn't gonna have a Star Wars tree. But I keep buying Star Wars ornaments. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a Ray and I have, I bought a Porg this year, which makes me very happy. Mm. And then I have a little Chewy with a Christmas hat on. Oh my God. And then, um, because she's also an itty bitty and, like, I got her around Christmas, I also put in, like, a Last Jedi 
General Leia in there. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, super shiny because she's got, like, fabulous clothes in The Last Jedi. So she, like, fits in perfectly. Mm. And it's got pine cones. And I, when you put ribbon on a tree and you, mm. like, spiral it up, holy shit, does that take your tree to the next level? Mm-hmm. I swear to God. So I am just in love with my Christmas tree and I'm, like ready to go for the holidays so yay how about you you had something really cool happen with your christmas tree this year let's talk about yeah that. so um like i said earlier i just moved um into a very nice townhouse with my partner chris um and it was a very very the move worked out really well because I'm still 10 minutes away from my parents and we're five minutes away from his parents so it's been a very like soft move in um Mm -hmm. which is why my podcasting stuff was still at my parents house um but last night we went to Target because we had to get a bunch of other random stuff and they obviously had all of their Christmas stuff out and we have two trees already um, <laughs> I had a four and a half foot one coming in and he had a five foot one coming in. Um, the five foot one he got from five below. What's that? It is a store that where everything is five dollars or below. <gasps> oh, yeah. That store is fucking nice. dangerous. So we got a five foot Christmas tree last year for five bucks. To put on his what? unit in the hospital. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. And so, it's, like, a nice tree? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Okay. So we already had two trees, but we wanted to get a nice big one for our living room because we have, like, the perfect little nook for a Christmas tree to go. It's right by our fireplace, which I'm so excited. I have a fireplace. Um, so we went to go look at the Christmas trees and, um, we found one. We ended up getting a seven and a half foot full pre-lit tree and it was on sale. And so we got it for 160 bucks. Damn. It was originally $200. And for her seven foot tree, that's impressive. Uh-huh. And it's full. Is it flocked? What is that? Or mean? is it just pre lit? What is? Does it have mean? like fake snow on it? No. No. Okay. No. Um. Chris was trying to go for the nine foot tree, <laughs> and I said no because I didn't think it You're would both- fit. And he's just like, but I want to be very. Neither of you are terribly tall. No, no. (laughs) Well, I think part of it is his parents have a ginormous Christmas tree because in their like Mm. dining room, front room area, they have a vaulted ceiling. Um, Oh, yeah. And so they're, I'll have to take a picture um, and send it to you once it's up, but it's gorgeous. Um, It is very, very, very tall. And so, I mean, that's kind of what Chris grew up with. But I said no. Um, and so we compromised and got the seven and a half foot one. And I said okay to getting a pre-lit tree because I don't really like pre-lit trees. What? Oh, they're so nice and easy though, Abby. I know, but then when the lights start to go out, it's such a pain Fair. in the ass to replace them. 
You know what? That's fair. I thought I lost... Well, because my tree's pre-lit, and I thought I lost the top half of my tree of the lights. I was so distressed, but they came back. Oh, good. Eventually. Yeah. We had... My parents have um, a tree that they put in the front room so you could see it from the street, Um, and that was pre-lit, and the the lights kept going out and my mom got so frustrated with it she just eventually cut out the lights and puts lights on it herself now (laughs) but yeah it was it was very exciting it's our first christmas tree together um which feels like a very i don't know big adulty thing (laughs) yeah it's kind of like the eerie like and i like have like all these like monumental moments in the next like year because mm-hmm. it's like your very first with Chris so yes. I'm excited for you Thanks. it's gonna be fun yeah. and I'm excited to see this tree like all decked out because mm. you probably have to go out and buy like decorations for it yep yep we decided to wait on getting ornaments because that was gonna be a whole other compromise that I was not ready to do <laughs> um not an argument for (laughs) two arguments in one shopping session is just too much (laughs) no because here's the thing about me and chris is we're both very opinionated people um and Mm -hmm. we're both very stubborn so (laughs) um i'm amazed that we were able to decide on a christmas tree in like 20 minutes but we already know that we want an angel on the top of the tree instead of a star so at least we're both you know agreed on that i'm really excited for you thanks well shall we hop in let's hop in so this week we're watching the spirit of christmas it was released in 2015 it is directed by david jackson and written by tracy anderson um we have uh i'll feature four members of the cast so we have jen lily 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 (laughs) as kate and thomas bodwin as Daniel. Um, then we have Robert Walsh, who plays Rafferty. And then Joanna Harrington plays Molly. And then we also have Katie Salowski, who plays Lily. And Stephen A. Miller as Charles. Charles. So, Abby. Yeah. What happens? In the spirit of Christmas. So much. So much of it. This this movie is the <laughs> epitome of cheesy Christmas movie. Um, it's... <laughs> it's something else. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it originally aired on Lifetime. So, I mean, I think that tells you enough about what this movie is before we even start talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, mm-hmm. But we open on a dark forest with a beautiful inn in the background on Christmas Eve. And there is a guy walking around with a historically inaccurate haircut. uh, And he gets (laughs) whacked in the back of the head and dies. I should point out, it was very clear from the get-go that this was taking place in the past because it had violins. (laughs) They're very good about their musical cues in this movie. (laughs) There are no violins in the future. No. (laughs) I will say, like, for a while, I had a hard time. This is a very nitpicky me thing. Um, I had a hard time figuring out the time period until he said 95 years ago and 2015 minus 95 is 1920. 
um, because the men's fashion was correct, but the women's mm-hmm. fashion was like 10, 20 years behind. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? But that's a very nitpicky <laughs> Abby thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's I would say that's not so much a nitpicky Abby thing as a what year am I supposed to believe this is in sort of thing? Because another thing, this is a nitpicky Emma thing, but, like, another thing is, like, he's looking at this Christmas party, and there's, like, lights wrapped up around the outside, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're still a little too far out for, like, outdoor Christmas lights to be that much of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like... I have a hard time believing somebody in rural Vermont had electricity. And enough electricity to not only have, like, Christmas lights all over their house, but on the outside of their house Mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, maybe we need to let the historical accuracy go for this one. (laughs) I mean, it's a movie with a ghost, so really, we should just, like, suspend all disbelief. I could suspend my disbelief for a ghost, but not for that haircut. Oh my god. Anyway, that is our introduction to Daniel, and that is in the past in 1920. And then we come to the present, I guess, not for us, Uh, the present in 2015, where Kate, our leading lady, is on a dinner date with this guy named Larry. Um, Who dates a guy named Larry? Right? Really? Like, if his name is Larry, you know this is going to end. In tears. <laughs> Especially on a Lifetime movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> he dumps her at dinner, but originally mm-hmm. makes it sound like it's going to be a proposal. And she, like, freaks out. She's like, oh, fuck. He's, is he going to do this? Fuck, 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 fuck. I don't like him that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just all over her face. Like, oh, please don't. Don't <laughs> no, no, no. do this, No, no, no. Man. But she's totally cool with it. Um, and he talks about, like, this thing that she's heard a million times before, that she doesn't have this, like, capacity to love him the way she should, and he, like, straight up asks her, like, why did you never put me before work? And I'm like, ew. Yeah, I know. God forbid a woman, especially someone who works in law and therefore has, like, a fairly demand time-demanding job. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this should be something that, like, is expected from the out- outset, really. Right? Like, you know? Like, I don't know. Apparently, she's too emotionally unavailable because she works. So. I think she mentions that one of her former bows called her his phantom girl. Yes. Which is not indicative of anything. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Though, to be fair of pointing out that Kate puts work before everything, she doesn't take any time off, um, like, mm-hmm. ever. So she never has Christmas plans, and so she always works on Christmas, um, which is sad. It is sad. For somebody who celebrates Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you're in law or, like, something where, like, your obligations don't need to be fulfilled on Christmas Mm -hmm. Day, you know, like, you know, plan for something. I don't know. Yeah. 
But it's, Christmas isn't a priority for everybody. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's true. But, like, you and I work in fields where people working on Christmas is kind of expected. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of weird to see, like, somebody who would get the day off <laughs> choose not to have it. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, take a day off. My gosh. Go see a movie. You know what? Going to see movies on December 25th is actually a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I've only seen one. It's, I saw Les Mis when it came out. Oh, I saw Les Mis on Christmas Day that year, too. Mm-hmm. We, dragged my, we dragged my stepfather to Les Mis that Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and he somehow survived. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Kate finds out from her boss, Oliver, that Henrietta Forsyth has finally died, uh, and her inn is now part of, I don't know. There's no trust. heir. Yeah, so it goes into the yeah. trust so that the, they basically get it. Um, and they have to sell it within three weeks. And Kate is offered a senior associate's position if the deal goes through. Um, but they've been having... A problem getting the place appraised because supposedly Holly Grove Inn, which is Henrietta's inn, is haunted. Ooh. <sighs> Ooh. <laughs> so Kate has to drive from Boston to rural Vermont um, to meet the appraiser, but he is running away as she's pulling up because he was scared by the ghost. Oh. Uh. That's that's promising. Yes. And I have to say, so we the first other like main character we meet is Walter, who is what is he? Like he's not the owner, obviously, but he's he run like he I think he's the manager of the inn. Yeah, there you go. That's a good word for it. Um Yeah. And Walter tells us that the inn closes every Christmas. So from the thirteenth until the twenty sixth, um, Chris, the inn is closed for Christmas, which Kate is like, why? Like, this is a perfect it's time of year business. for an inn. It's <laughs> terrible business practice. Right? I'm on Kate's side here. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Even if there were ghosts. Like, <laughs> calm down. It's, but, it's, it's a story for people to tell around the Christmas dinner table, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> but the inn is spectacularly decorated for Christmas for an inn that closes for Christmas. <laughs> but, you know, that's none of my business. Um, and Walter tells Kate <laughs> about Daniel, the ghost. He doesn't harm anybody, but he once owned the inn many, many moons ago. Um, and Kate decides she's going to stay the night there because it's an inn and where else would she stay? And Walter advises her against it. But she says, nope, I'm going to do it. And he's just like, okay, Daniel's going to come, though. And she's like, ha, okay. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> and so in the middle of the night, here comes Daniel. Who, okay, so she, uh, there's parts of it where she, so before she goes to sleep for the night, like, she sets up the security system mm-hmm. because she's a woman alone in a strange place at night. And why wouldn't you? And somehow this ghost is uh, able to, like, undo the security system. And so she has to go back and, like, re-put it in. And then she tries to go to sleep. But then he bothers her anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
The door flies open and she hears him and the thing she grabs is a nail file? Oh, come on, sweetie. I mean, you kind of you got to make do with whatever you got. I would go for something heavy. <laughs> nail file's not going to do jack. <laughs> I remember one time, sorry, when I was younger and living with my parents, I thought there was somebody in the house when I was home alone and the nearest thing to me was Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Um, That'll do some damage. Yeah, so I was walking around the house with a Harry Potter book in my hand, like trying to find the intruder that wasn't there. So maybe it was Daniel. Oh my gosh. I don't know. But anyway, Kate's trying to figure out what's going on. She runs into Daniel. He says she's trespassing. She freaks out, knocks back into like a bookshelf, and a vase from the top of it falls onto her head. She gets knocked out. And then she wakes up on the couch the next morning, all bundled up in blankies. So he's a very considerate ghost. Yeah, he is. You know, he's he's he he made sure she was safe mm-hmm. and somewhere soft and warm. Mm-hmm. How many ghosts would do that, really? Honestly, honestly, get you a ghost. <laughs> Get you a ghost that'll make sure you have a silent night. (laughs) (laughs) So Kate wakes up to Daniel playing 12 Days of Christmas. And he, you know. On a very old timey piano. It's just another one of those like musical cues where it's like, I'm from the old days. It's an old timey piano that hasn't been tuned in years. (laughs) Um. He tells her to get out, and she's like, no, you get out. And he carries her out sack of potato style and locks her out. Okay, like, when he initially went for her, I'm like, oh, he's just going to, like, run right through her, right? Yeah. No. And then, like, he picked her up, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) I'm... I'm (laughs) Oh. He's being very mean right now, but also I'm kind of (laughs) into it. (laughs) Um, anyway, <laughs> but Daniel, being the considerate ghost as ever, open, reopens the door, throws her a blanket, and then locks the door again. Um, <laughs> so Kate calls the sheriff, and he comes to take a look around, and he finds nothing, and basically thinks she's crazy. So Kate gets back into the house, locks the doors, sets the alarm, and then goes upstairs into the room she's staying in, and locks that door as well. However. Daniel's back after Kate locks the door because he has all the keys because he wants to own the inn. He says to her, I want my solitude, which requires your departure, which is also how you know this is old. Yes. (laughs) That he's from another time. So she hides in the bathroom, calls the sheriff. He's back and he's mad because he finds nothing again. Yeah, like, there's, like, she's like, there is somebody in this inn! And then, of course, that's when Daniel makes himself scarce. Mm -hmm. Can't make himself scarce when she's there, but, you know, when another person's there, he's like, I don't know what, I don't know what this inn is. I've never seen this before. I'm a ghost. (laughs) Ooh. Bye. (laughs) So, finally, Walter comes back over. And she's just like, what the fuck? And he's like, I told you. And Kate does not believe he's a ghost because he's solid. 
And so we had mm-hmm. that same idea of he was going to walk right through her, but he's solid because Daniel is cursed to come back to life until the 24th. It's, uh, <laughs> this, is very, this is some very interesting ghost logic. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever really actually heard of a story that's like, Oh, he's alive, but, like, for 12 days out of the year, and then he just goes back into nothingness, I guess? Yeah. He talks about it later. He he explains it later. Yeah. But, yeah. But to prove to Kate that he is, in fact, a ghost, if he steps past a certain spot on the property, he disappears. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mysterious. Um, And now Kate is interested. She wants to stay. (laughs) She wants that ghost dick. (laughs) The weird thing about him, too, is he eats. Which, but then he says, like, it's more, like, about the process of it. So it's not really that he can even really taste it. Right. Which kind of reminds me of um, the the death day party from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) And they all have... They all have, like, all this, like, really disgusting food laid out, and, like, they pass through the table, and they ask them, hey, like, can you, like, actually taste it? And they're like, almost. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah. But all of his senses are heightened upon his return, which is a little, ew. I don't know why I don't like that. It's very kind of... Man is animalistic sort of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's eating, like, a grilled cheese, and Kate makes fun of him for eating a grilled cheese. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. But Daniel explains to us that 95 years ago he died, and ever since then he comes back for 12 days around the holidays. Imagine that. And... Whoa. Almost like the 12 days of Christmas. Oh. What? But Kate decides she wants to break the curse. And Daniel's like, people have tried and it's never worked. No one has been able to break it um, in 95 years. But his cousin Harry tried um, shortly after he died. um, After Daniel died. And it never happened. So. Hmm. But Daniel doesn't remember how he died. Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Why would one remember how they died? Well, especially since it seems to be that, like, someone just came up from behind him and whacked him. Mm -hmm. So really, one moment you were, like, looking at your fiancé hugging someone, and the next moment you're just dead. Yeah. One minute you're looking at the unrealistic Christmas lights. (laughs) The next. And the next you're just dead. Yep. Walter explains that his body was discovered in the woods by the inn, um, and he and Daniel reluctantly explain that Daniel was returning home from Montreal because he was a rum runner during Prohibition. This is also how you know that this part of the movie is set in the past. (laughs) Yes. But he... And he has to go... No, go ahead. No, he took a job running alcohol... Back and forth, well, not back and forth, from Canada into the United States in order to have that booze and that money. Mm-hmm. And then um, it kind of goes back. Like, we get a lot of flashbacks to his life kind of before mm-hmm. the incident. 
Um, and so we learn, like, how he met Lily, mm-hmm. who he's, like, totally in love with. Um, and then we find out, like, the inn is, like, um, struggling to stay open. Mm-hmm. So that's when he's, like, I don't, like, I really need to have, like, a stable life for this woman because I, like, really want to marry her. So he's, like, okay, I guess I'll start smuggling in alcohol. Yeah. For the purposes of keeping this place open. Yeah. And the love of my life in my <laughs> life. Yeah. Because he became owner of the inn pretty young. This Okay, if there is anything we know about this podcast, it's that anybody can be a business owner in their 20s, like in their late <laughs> teens, early 20s. Well, I mean, like, okay. I guess it's not unrealistic for the times, Honestly, no, not at all. And especially, like, if it was, like, an inherited inn, like, maybe he had, like, maybe they had, like, older parents and they just passed, or maybe they passed because of the, was it the Spanish? Yeah, it was the Spanish flu. flu. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Maybe they passed because of the Spanish flu. Yeah, because they they say that he he and Charles, um, his brother, became co-owners after Daniel returned from World War One. So. Oh, so. Definitely Spanish flu then. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Charles wanted to sell the inn because it was so expensive, but he was like, nah, we're keeping this inn. And that's when he had to get into rum running um, to help keep it open for Lily. Because we find out later that one... Um, one of the reasons that Lily, like, fell in love with him was because of the inn, because it showed that he mm-hmm. was responsible and all that kind of stuff. It's, well, it kind of made me nuts that she was like, I love you because you have this inn, and it means that you're responsible. And then he's like, hmm, I'm going to take this Montreal job, which means I'm smuggling alcohol. And, like, I'm like, you're literally becoming the opposite of what she admired right now, <laughs> Daniel. Yes. This is a very slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) But we kind of get an idea of these relationships and these flashbacks. So Charles and Daniel don't get along very well. Charles or Daniel and Harry, his cousin, get along very well because after Daniel passes, Harry kept the inn going. Also, like there's an exchange between Daniel and Harry that. I okay, so I put in my notes. Why are these cousins eye fucking? Because it, I, I don't know. There's some tension there. And it's not family appropriate. <laughs> you know what? But it, they, they live in rural Vermont and it was the 20s, Abby. Like, oh, my God. It kind you of. You got it. <laughs> it reminds me of the. Um, it kind of reminds me of the. Um, have you ever seen the Folgers commercial? The Folgers Christmas commercial? <gasps> yes! <laughs> You're my present now. Yeah, ew. Brother. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, this is also where I complain about the inaccuracy of the fashion because Lily's dress looks like she's straight out of like 1905. She should be yeah. a very fashionable lady. Um. But apparently Daniel believes that she betrayed him with his brother, Charles. Um, we also learned some more ghost lore 
that Daniel doesn't mm-hmm. sleep. Why would you? That's, really? Yeah, right. You're a ghost. Right. That's true. You, you've basically been sleeping for the last uh, 65 minus 12 <laughs> would be 353 days. Yeah. So who needs sleep, really? You can just yeah. go on a 12-day bender and go back <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> a 12-day manic episode. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> But with no hospitalization, so there are perks. True. Very true. Um, I have my first count of hetero nonsense here because uh, Daniel asks Kate, what does your husband say about you being here? And she's like, I don't have a husband. And he's like, you're Beau then, which is also how we know he's from 1920. (laughs) And she's like, I don't have any. I don't need a man. And he's like, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But he's also from the 1920s, and women's lib was still a couple years off. They yeah. just won the vote, Abby. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta at least <sighs> acknowledge the cultural background of from he's. Blah. You gotta acknowledge the cultural background that he's coming from. <laughs> but anyway, doesn't make he, it right. It just means right. he's old. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Um. Kate goes up, goes back in the house, is upstairs, and she hears the basilisk charming her to come into the Chamber of Secrets. Um, <laughs> but she hears, like, spooky voices, and all of a sudden there is a spooky room with self-opening doors, and she's like, nope, 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 nope. Um, but then we get another flashback of Charles and Daniel, and Charles has found out that Daniel has been bootlegging. And mm-hmm. um, Charles is, like, yelling at him because Daniel's like, I'm doing it for Lily. And he's like, dude, she wouldn't want you to do this. At least I have her feelings in consideration. And this is my second count of hetero nonsense because Daniel tells Charles, basically, well, if I die, you get Lily. Ugh. Uh-huh. Where's Lily's? Where's Lily's? thoughts in all of this what does right. lily want does anybody thought to ask lily no <laughs> no because it's the times emma <laughs> the times were terrible <laughs> but like charles does have a good you point deserve that- better lily i'm just saying <laughs> charles does have a good point because he's like she wouldn't want you to do this like well that's I what i was saying earlier <laughs> but whatever uh, we come back to the present and Kate's bathroom door flies open, but it's not Daniel. And she goes into Daniel's room, which apparently is off limits, but she goes in there anyway, and he's shirtless and ironing. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's got, he's very, he's very, you know, well sculpted. Yes. I would say. He's a ripped I ghost. I would say Mr. Baudouin made made some good calls when he was getting ready for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I hope Kate involved, enjoyed the view. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. He's he's a handsome <laughs> lad. He's You know what? He's got very striking features. And yes. he's got that, he's kind of got that tall, dark, and handsome thing going on. Yeah. Not that he's very dark. He's pasty as fuck, but. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I am very much so a beard gal, so 
the beard really sells oh. it for me, even though it is period inaccurate. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he was bootlegging. So, like, maybe he didn't have time to shave. True. True, true. And that's just scruff. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just his scruff. So, <clears throat> Kate and Daniel come downstairs, and Walter's coming in with Molly. And Molly is one of the local pub owners. And she wants to open the tavern of the inn for the holidays because the pipes broke at her pub because they froze. Um, which one would Wouldn't think... you have better plumbing for I was just Vermont gonna say, in wintertime? <laughs> I was going to say, either you have better plumbing Molly, you or you failed know what your to do. customers. You would have at least a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And that didn't involve going to the inn that is never opened at Christmas. <laughs> right. Anyway, Daniel says no. And Molly's like, um, who is this? And Kate says, this is DJ. And he's like, I am absolutely not DJ. (laughs) Um, And they go and argue. And Daniel says, this is the worst Christmas since he died. (laughs) Like, you dramatic asshole. (laughs) Secondly, like, this is, like, 95 years. I think, like, the first Christmas where, like, you... Everybody thought you were dead, and then they think you're alive. Like, don't you think that would have been, like, kind of traumatic, Daniel? Mm -hmm. But some lady deciding she wants to use your bar is somehow worse? Yep. He's a dramatic fucker. (sighs) Men. (laughs) (sighs) That's Skywalker-worthy drama, let Mm -hmm. me tell you. But Walter tells Molly, like, well, you know, all the staff is you know on holiday and she's like well i'll just bring in mine i have the best bartender in town and daniel says no the only bartender i trust is myself and so molly challenges him to a bartend off (laughs) and he accepts and here's my third count of hetero nonsense he's like a challenge from a lady Uh, a lady a lady a lady my monocle just popped out of my eye socket. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But Kate starts making him a shopping list of all the things he needs for the bar. And then we get uh, our bar off, which we never get to see the other bartend. It's just Molly loving Daniel's drinks. Um, Kate's boss, Oliver, calls her and is pissed off because he's like, why does it take so long to get an in appraised? And she's like, you don't understand the ghost. And he's just like, are you shitting me? Um, (laughs) But then she comes back and um, sits at the bar with Daniel and Molly. And Molly was talking about the history of the inn, like ghost stories and romances and a scandalous marriage. And Kate's like, a scandalous marriage? And Molly explains that Lily and Charles married a month after Daniel died. And this is when we find out that Lily was pregnant. And (gasps) dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So the baby came too soon for it to have been Lily and Charles's baby. Um, But the baby passed away after 12 hours, I think is what they said. And then Lily yeah. passed away a few days after. Which, oh my god, this is horrible. Right? Oh my god. And this is how Daniel's learning all of it. 
First of all, how did this take 95 years for him to find out? Why did no one who was aware of Daniel tell him, hey, by the way, the love of your life died? Because like, he told Harry not to tell him. That's stupid. I know. I agree. So Daniel storms off, rightfully, because he's angry. And then Kate's like, why did you storm off? And he's like, you're being insensitive. And she's like, no, I'm not. And I'm kind of like, you kind of are, hun. You are. You're being a dick. She just found out his wife and baby, his, the love of his life and his baby died. Yeah. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, he had no fucking idea. And then they, Kate makes the point of like, Lily was mad at you for the rum running and you lied to her. And that's the worst thing in the world. And like, Ugh. Kate is actually being very mean right now. She's being such, yeah. And so Daniel's like, I want you gone tomorrow, which is fair. Yeah. She fucked up. Mm -hmm. So then later, Kate has a heart to heart with Walter and she tells him, I'm I've I'm forgetting that this was somebody's life. Um, somebody that is right here right now. This was his life. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> You're kind of being a bitch. Yeah. Um, like, just because he's a ghost doesn't mean he doesn't have feelings, Kate. <laughs> Be sensitive. <sighs> and if this is literally the first time in 95 years he's learning about this, I think he's earned the right to be a little upset. Yeah, okay? Just a little. So she kind of, um, she realizes what she's done wrong and wants to make it up with Daniel and feels really bad. I have another point in my notes that I don't remember why I put in here where I said Lily's evening gown is very out of fashion for 1920 because I'm still angry about it. Uh, is it no, it doesn't. No, it's it, she's it's too like I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It's like it's too. No, it looks like it. It looks like a costume from Titanic. It doesn't look like it's it's too well fitted. It, it mm -hmm. needs to be kind of looser. Yes. For it to work for the time period. Yes. And it's like, the sleeves are wrong, and <laughs> everything's wrong. I hmm. hate Although it. Although maybe it's like her mom's dress, and she just wanted to wear it. I That's how I can justify it, is like her mom wore it, and like... And she's like, oh, this is pretty. Maybe I can wear it. Mm. And I can be I can be retro <laughs> for 1920. Hey, we're basically 100 years after this movie. Holy would shit. Would I wear something from... Would you wear... If your mom had, like, a classy-ass dress from 98-99, would you wear that again to a holiday party this year? Probably. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Fine. I just defended the shitty costuming in this movie. And I'm upset about it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, something I noticed is the outside shots of the house aren't always the same house. <laughs> so, like, the far away shots are the ones we get in all the pictures. But then the close-up of the front door, that is not the same house. I've never noticed that. It was driving me nuts. So anyway, Kate comes back and has a Christmas tree tied to the top of her car, um, comes inside to 
talk to Daniel and apologize. But the spoopy door happens again. She goes inside and there's a very creepy looking, poorly CGI'd (laughs) spirit telling her to go away. And so she screams and Daniel runs in and immediately just hugs her. And asks if she's okay, which is like, okay. And that's how they make up. Yep. Yep. She's crying. And so he (laughs) wipes away her tear and like gently runs his hand down her face. Um, And so she apologizes. And it was like, I was being a jerk. Um, And Daniel accepts her apology along with the apology Christmas tree. So they're apology tree decorating and they are totally flirting um mm-hmm. while talking about when he's not in the 12 days he's basically in a quote-unquote nightmare um he un- doesn't understand why he comes back at christmas which is like homie you died on christmas eve like keep up <laughs> <laughs> um and then we get some backstory on, on kate because uh as we established earlier in the film, she doesn't have any Christmas plans ever because her mom passed away and her mom loved Christmas. Uh, and ever since then, Kate's never really celebrated it with anybody, but she always has a Christmas tree every year because her mom loved Christmas trees. Okay. So now we learn that she actually has a really good reason. Yeah. For not being super into like, Christmas and like taking days off for Christmas and yeah. stuff like that because it does bring up some painful memories for her. Right. But she talks about how like all the men in her life have dumped her and blah da 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 and and Daniel tells her the men of your time must be very foolish and it's like all right buddy Ooh. be more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you keep courting that broad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just called her a broad. I called her a broad. Why did I call her a broad? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the times, uh, it's Emma. Early. The times, yeah. <laughs> it's the times. <laughs> Kate tells Daniel she doesn't know how to be in love. And Daniel tells her he is quite confident that she has a wonderful capacity for love, which is code for I want to bang you. What? Kate tells him I'll always make sure you have a tree for Christmas which is also code for I too want to bang you and then they hold hands Daniel decides to stay in Kate's room because of the scary ghost and he doesn't sleep so it's fine and she's like no this is kind of creepy I want my privacy and he was just like I'll just turn the chair away so there's her privacy. That, that, that's definitely going to make me feel at ease. Yes. Is, oh, your chair's turned away. Okay, you definitely won't take peeks of me mm-hmm. during the night. Daniel tells her that he wants her to buy the inn. And she does too, but she doesn't make that kind of money. Aren't you a lawyer? Yeah. And like, Aren't in, you a lawyer? In Boston. So, I mean, it's not like she's a random lawyer in a random rural city. Or town. No. She's in Boston. She's a hotshot big city lawyer. <laughs> she could probably afford to buy the inn. Mm-hmm. 
We get a bunch of random... With a hefty loan. <laughs> we get a bunch of random shots of, like, the house, and there are a ton of lights on. Who is paying for all that electricity? Walter. That's garbage. Anyway, <laughs> it's the middle of the night, and the spoopy voice is whispering, Daniel. And he gets up and tucks her in, and... I don't remember what happens next because in my notes, I just wrote, God, they want to fuck. Can you fuck a ghost? <laughs> this is this is the experiment that we need. This is what we need to be investigating, Miss Kate. Yes. Can you fuck a ghost? Yes. Is it fuckable? Is it like a Derek situation from The Good Place where he has wind chimes <laughs> for a penis? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. So anyway, oh no, <laughs> it's the next day. <laughs> Walter, Kate, and Daniel are in the kitchen making pancakes, and they're talking about possible suspects for Daniel's murder. Daniel brings up that it might have been Conrad Labelle, which is also how you know this. He is from the past because that is a very old timey name. Uh, Conrad yep. LaBelle was a gangster in Montreal. He was the leader of the rum running. Um, and he, Daniel, on that night that he came home, or, you know, the nights prior, had quit. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he thinks that Conrad might have killed him to keep him quiet. This is why you don't get involved yep. with gangs, yep. kids. It's never nope. worth it. Never worth nope. it. So Kate says that he's a suspect along with Lily and Charles. Daniel's kind of walking back through um, what happened. He was wa- he remembers he was walking home in the forest alone. He had left Harry in Montreal um, so that way he could get back to Lily in time for Christmas Eve. And then he remembers that he saw Lily in the doorway right before he got whacked in the head. And this is when Kate says... Lily was probably cursing you because she was probably pissed at you. She was probably like, man, fuck this guy. Like, I hope he gets whacked in the back of the head. Um, Which leads Kate to believe that she is the one who cursed him. They point out that he was gone for 12 days. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. And um, this is how Daniel remembers how he died. Kate gets a call from Oliver and demands that she comes home. And so then the next shot we get is Kate leaving. Daniel gives Kate his father's pocket watch. Whoa. That is a big deal for an old guy. That is a very big deal. Like. You might as well just like have put a baby in her, Daniel. (laughs) Really. (laughs) I'm actually kind of upset that this happened, but they didn't bang. Oh my God. I have to point out. After I watched the movie, I tried to look for fanfics. There aren't like any, and I'm upset. No. I the Lifetime Christmas fandom just I know. Doesn't have that you kind would, of time. You would think you know? it would be like full of lemons. No. No, no. I'm disappointed. But even has like a supernatural element that you right? could have a lot of fun no. with. But no. No. Somebody write the fic. 
So yeah, he gives her his father's pocket watch, which I'm just thinking, okay, so years ago, a couple years ago when my grandmother passed away, we were going through her stuff and we found my great, great, somehow, some odd number of greats, grandfather's pocket watch from the 1800s. And my dad gave it to my partner, Chris. And it was a very emotional moment. Aww. Like, there were lots of tears all around. Um, so, like, this isn't, like, you don't pass down family heirlooms lightly. So. No. When I got my family heirloom, I was, like, I basically had a panic attack. Because I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. Like, this is a big yeah. deal. Like, I didn't realize that we had kept it, and then, like, they want me to have it. Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, this is a huge, huge, yes. huge deal. So, Kate promises to be back before Christmas. They almost kiss, but then she leaves, and she gets yelled at by Oliver um, about, like, priorities you need to keep your priorities your job is your number one priority and she's kind of like oh shit that's wrong (laughs) yeah although part of me is like you're not gonna give up a promotion for a dick are you please don't (laughs) give up a promotion for dick you don't even know if it's good dick you didn't try it (laughs) um so then we get Daniel and Walter playing chess. Daniel tells Walter that he needs to get together with Molly because they clearly want each other and to stop dragging his feet, um, get together with Molly. And then Walter basically tells Daniel, I know you and Kate want to fuck. Like, let's be real here. So mm-hmm. apparently um, we get we have a shot back to Kate in her office and uh, Oliver tells her that an appraiser has gone and appraised the inn. Daniel apparently called the appraiser himself. How kind. Oh. Yes. How oh, nice. Um, Very nice. Helping helping her with her work at Christmas. Is a, we love yes. a supportive partner. And then, like, Oliver's really gross about it and, like, slaps Kate on the back about it. Like, ha-ha. And I'm like, mm. workplace harassment? Yeah. Icky. We're, we're treading a thin line here, Oliver. Mm-hmm. Keep it clean. Ugh. So, Ugh. new something new. Daniel sleeps. He f- he fell what? asleep outside. Something's Mm-mm. not right. Something's weird. But Kate's back. Yeah. And I I put in my notes. I'm like, I mean, she learned she can put herself and those she cares about above work, but it was for a man. But during this time that she was away, she did some research and was able to get the birth certificates of the baby uh, that Lily and Daniel had, and they find out that the Billy, the the Billy, mm -hmm, the baby (laughs) was named after Daniel, and he was named as the father. So, So the marriage was a cover for Lily. She never loved Charles. It was just because it was, she had to, because 1920. Yeah. And now she wipes Daniel's tears. 
and it's lovely. Aww. Um, yeah. And then Molly and Walter walk in with a bunch of decorations, and Daniel tells Kate that he's allowed the Christmas Eve dance at the inn because he's missed having the Christmas Eve dance there. He says, I've missed so many things. And then in my notes, I put in parentheses, like fucking. Yeah, they really want to bang. And it's really They do. (laughs) They just keep like eye fucking each other. And it's like, you could like do the actual (laughs) thing and just kind of like get that out of the way. You know, if you're still trying to solve this murder mystery, (laughs) you know, just, just, just fuck. It's fine. It's great. You'll be much happier. Can he? This is more like what can ghosts do? Can he get her pregnant? Ooh, baby (laughs) ghost! (laughs) I only have a baby that appears for like six months out of the year because it's like half fully alive. (laughs) What would the gestation be like? So that means I can focus on my work for six. Oh, God. Anyways. I don't even want to think about that. (laughs) Anyways, it's the Christmas Eve dance. Kate and uh, Daniel are getting already upstairs. I hate Kate's side ponytail. It just doesn't work for her. It's so... It doesn't work for... It's not good for 2015. It's not good for 1920. It doesn't work with that dress. Who chose this? Okay, we need to talk to the hair and makeup department and the costuming department for this movie because they need to put in a little uh-huh. bit more effort here, okay? They can't even be period accurate for 2015. <laughs> no. This is not 1980s, no. folks. I'm sorry. But Daniel comes in and she straightens his tie for him and he tells her she looks beautiful and she gives him his father's pocket watch back and got it working again, and now it's able to open, because it was not able to open before. And now they kiss. Finally. Finally. They go downstairs for the dance, and they dance together, and Kate apologizes for basically saying, and basically tells him we failed, and we need more time, and Daniel says that they didn't fail, and he's among the living again. And... I'm assuming he means that he Aww. feels joy again, which yeah. is very sweet. Um, and then the sheriff weirdly cuts in to dance with Kate. Like, you don't oh, know God. her like that. <laughs> like, who do- you don't, you're like, maybe Walt- Walter mm-hmm. could have done that. But, like, the sheriff, you just called her crazy the entire time. And you now you want to dance with her? What the fuck's yeah, wrong I with don't you? Like that. Fucking cops, man. <laughs> Oh my god. Think they can take anything. But this is the perfect time for Daniel to go give Walter a pep talk and tells her tells him to go dance with Molly. And Walter goes to dance with Molly and she's just like, What took you so long? And it's like, that's kinda cute. I like that they're both finding Aww. love again. Yeah. I actually I love kind of middle aged yes, love stories. We don't see I enough agree. of them. And it's sweet when they yes. do happen. So Daniel feels Lily hold his hand and is treated to getting to see visions of the past and he gets to see Lily and Charles's conversation. And so Lily basically is telling Charles to like F off the entire time. She believes in Daniel. She knows he's going to come home, blah, da, 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 da. And he realizes again that 
Lily did not love Charles. She loved Daniel. Um, it was a marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. And I put in there that Lily and Charles are bad at acting. <laughs> They're I, terrible. Like, every time they kind of showed up on screen, I'm like, oh, you're breaking the mm-hmm. illusion. They remind me. Stop it. You're reminding me that this is a Lifetime movie <laughs> and I don't like it. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, going to watch a high school play when the two of them are on. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> saw a review earlier that was like, he's very community theater yes. about it. I'm like, yes, that's a very good way yes. of putting it. <laughs> yes. So Lily's, like, talking to Daniel, not directly. She's just like, think about who could it have been? Who wasn't there that night? And Daniel's like, it couldn't have been Conrad because he wouldn't have done it himself. He would have sent somebody. And she was like, who else wasn't there? It was Harry, his cousin. (gasps) (laughs) So we find out that Harry is the second ghost. And it's a whole exchange between Harry, Kate, and Daniel upstairs while a party is raging on downstairs. And Harry tells him that Conrad sent him to kill Daniel. Harry says if he didn't do it, Conrad would have come for his family. And Harry had to protect his daughter, Henrietta, who just died. And there we are. We're full circle, folks. Well done. Beautiful. Well done. Daniel realizes that Lily didn't place a curse on him she placed a miracle on him. <laughs> this part didn't make no. sense to me. You're going to, like, allow your love to just come back for, like, 12 days out of the year. He can't sleep. He can't fully eat. He's going to isolate himself. And you're going to call this yeah. a miracle? Lily, sweetie. <laughs> I don't think we thought this one through. So, uh, here... God bless you, but no. <laughs> so Harry was terrified to pass on to the other side because he felt so guilty and he was scared of judgment. So Daniel forgives him and Harry is able to let go and pass on to the other side. Um, the party's over. Kate and Daniel are talking and Kate tells him she's not sorry that they didn't break the curse or solve the mystery because it would have broken her heart and she wants Daniel here. And Daniel tells her that she deserves more than somebody who's only going to be around for 12 days out of the year. And she tells him he'll she'll wait for him this year and the next and the next. And it's very romantic. It's very romantic. And honestly, I was kind of like on her side for this because she could still be like high-powered career woman and then she would have the promise of dick for 12 days at Christmas. <laughs> The 12 days of dick. Like, this is actually an ideal situation for this woman. The 12 days of dickmas. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of dickmas. I'm just, I'm saying, this is a very convenient situation for her to be in. And I hope this goes through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. They make out. And then we get this, like, weird, like, little montage thing with Daniel monologuing over it. And he gives her a gift, which is to love and to be loved in return. And she, like, passes out. 
in this, I guess. And he lays her on the couch and covers her up again. Uh, I'm very confused by it. But, like, also, she's shown herself capable of loving and loving in return. So, like, you're not giving her anything. It's something that we've both developed here. <laughs> like, it just, it, it was like one of those moments that just felt very kind of patronizing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Great. But, like, also, like, she's also kind of hinting that, she, like, she's going to, like, give up her life to kind of yeah. be with him here. And, like, then he just wants to ditch her. Yeah. And go to the other side. I'm a little, I don't know. I have conflicted feelings about this. <laughs> Daniel. Damn, Daniel. She's giving up a lot. She is possibly giving up a promotion to be with For you. For that dick. And you're just going to ditch her. She hasn't even tried yet. No. You don't know if you can even get your ghost stick <laughs> up for her. And you're just going to ditch her? Oh. Daniel. Get it together. But Daniel doesn't disappear at midnight. As he usually does. And he's like, the fuck? And no. Lily's there. And she tells him he's free. And so they, they go out to the part of the property where if you cross over, you you disappear. And he's like, wait, I don't know. And she looks at him and she tells him, it's your choice. And then moves on into the other side. And then we don't know what happens because the next shot we get is uh, Kate waking up, like touching her lips and I've, I've wrote in my notes, I'm haunted by the kiss you never should have given me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the same idea. <laughs> oh, my God. So Molly and Walter come back and they're together. Like Kate sees them like kissing out in the front of the inn. And she, yeah, 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 they're so cute. The older people got dick, too. And Kate comes down and is like, what's going on? And Molly and Walter bought the inn. <gasps> it's saved. <laughs> and her career's uh, intact. Uh. Good job, I everybody. Was, I put in my notes oh, after Molly and Walter bought the inn. I said, that's some lesbian level of moving fast. Right? Like, I understand they've known each other for years and they're adults and all of that, but like, holy cow, that was quick. Yeah. But also, how does an inn owner and a bar owner be able to afford this when the corp the big shot the big shot slick city lawyer can't? Who knows? <sighs> Movie logic. So the door magically opens again, and Daniel's back. He chose to stay with Kate. <gasps> and they kiss. And they, and they kiss. And then we're left wondering if they have the capacity of making this work when she goes back to her big shot, big city yeah, lawyer so job. I, this, the, I, I put in my notes, so now what? <laughs> like... Yeah, I know, right? Like, I'm really glad they got together, but at the same time, I'm like, but, like, the complications she had with her previous relationships are still going to be there. <laughs> they have to work that on it. Have we really thought this through? 12 days was going to work for her. I'm not sure if 365 <laughs> will. <laughs> but it's also like, okay, so now he has to 
assimilate to 2015 life outside of the inn? And how do they get away with a dead man living again? Like, how is he going to get an ID? I mean, how much forgery... How much forgery of official documents do they have to go through? Is he ever going to be able to, like, go to Canada again? Because you can't go to Canada without a passport these days. Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Like... You're, what, what, what happens when they have children? And, like, she lists you as the father. Like, there's going to be a lot of shady people. How do you explain that to your children? It's a good thing she's a lawyer. Right? How did you and daddy meet? Well, daddy was a ghost at at the inn. Dad was born in the 1900s, (laughs) early 1900s. Or, no, he might have even been born in the late 1890s. Oh, he probably, yeah, if he fought in World War One. He must have. Yeah. Yeah. So your dad is a nineteenth century man, and uh, we realized we wanted to bone when he was a ghost in an inn, and I kind of had to help him move past his dead fiance and baby. And yeah. So by the way, you have a sibling <laughs> that died, who maybe wouldn't have died if they were born in today's modern medical mm-hmm. care. You know. That's that's something to explain to the children when they're older. <laughs> but yeah. I want a sequel to this movie. I'll be honest, I want a sequel. What do you, like what would you make the I sequel don't know. of? Like what what story would you tell? I just want okay, I guess this is better suited to fanfic cuz I just want slice of life. Mm. Like, you know what slice of life would be interesting to see. You need to write this fanfic that's Abby. A lot of, that's and a lot I will of read work. it. Yeah. Fanfic is is hard. hard. God bless all the fanfic writers. That's why I read it. (laughs) We need some uh, fanfic writers to send us their Spirit of Christmas fic. please. So we can talk about it on the pod. Hint, hint. Please. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. Oh, my gosh. But I... I don't know. I think it would be fun to have a sequel. I this is just my self indulgence of being like more, <laughs> because like it is very much so the epitome of a cheesy Christmas movie that I love. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I have mixed feelings about okay. this one. Yeah, it just it didn't capture my attention as well as the other ones did. So. um... Yeah, like, I see the appeal of it, definitely, but also, it doesn't feel like it's quite on the same level as some of the other ones that we're going to be oh, talking about. Oh, that's fair. Do you oh, know I, what I, mean? I feel that. I was, I was thinking that while I was watching it, and I'm like, this is a very different movie than The Holiday Calendar and Let It Snow, um, because yeah. all of the movies that we are... It's white as fuck, oh, first God, of yes. all. <laughs> God, Yes. I don't think there's a single. I don't think there's a single person of color in this movie. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe. But of all the like Christmas movies that we are watching this season, aside from the Star Wars Christmas special, that's that's something in and of itself. Um, this is the only one that's produced by Lifetime. Um, And Lifetime is well known. Lifetime and Hallmark are well known for producing very, 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 very cheesy movies. 
um, and mm-hmm. like mid budget movies. Um, but the rest are all of these ones that are produced by Netflix or our major motion Net- pictures or major studio pictures. I said pictures. Yeah. <laughs> What's a picture? Um, so it is, it is very much so on a different level than the other movies that we are watching this season. Maybe next year we should do yeah. more um, Hallmark Lifetime movies. More like, I, I think so. Yeah. I think I think this is like a just a taste, and then we'll kind of get more into it next year with. And there's apparently what are the, there's like I think Tia Sakar is doing a <gasps> Hallmark movie this year, so maybe it'll be easier to access next she year. She is. She plays a sh- yeah. Ah! She plays a chef. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's do the best and the worst. What was your favorite? Let's start with the worst. What was your least favorite part of this movie? Um, just like those little moments. I think there was the moment where like, um, Walter said to her, it's been a while since he's had an argument with a beautiful woman. I'm like, so would this be less convincing if she was considered ugly? I mean, first of all, I'm just going to say Jen Lyley, very, very attractive mm-hmm. in this movie. But also, like, ugh. <laughs> just those, like, little, like, moments of, like, the patriarchy mm-hmm. that I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Like, the casual sexism that runs throughout this movie is probably my least favorite thing. That's a very common yeah. theme in cheesy Christmas movies, which we haven't really had to deal with much yet. No. To this extent. Um, and, like, the those were, I mean, like, the last week's was, like, a team right. rom-com. So, like, obviously those are going to have different expectations. But I feel like, especially for this and then, um, I think just, like, a lot of the Netflix and the major studio ones in general, like, they're because they've been produced in the last 10 years, there's more of a push to, like, not demean the woman's goals or and everything. And this one did feel a little... Like, I was terrified she was going to lose her job and or, like, choose the man over yeah. the job. And, I w- like, I was not sure where this was going to go. And I'm still not sure where her job stands at this moment. No, no, she no wait. the senior associate. She does actually get commended. Yeah, no, her, the... Her... Oliver does eventually commend her and is like, you know what? Yeah, like, it's Christmas. Your priorities can be outside mm-hmm. the office. I'm sorry. So there is that. Um, but, like, I was, like, a little, like, scared. I was like, I'm not sure where this movie is going to go. And that mm-hmm. worries me. I so. I agree. Yeah. So what was your favorite part about the movie? Um, honestly, the two of them together... Yeah. We're, they're both extremely yeah. good looking, and it was just a joy to kind of see the sparks. Actually, I really like the moment when they're decorating the Christmas tree, and they're kind of like really lovey-dovey with yeah. each other around then. It was just like the perfect mesh. And like, because everything has like this very kind of 19, early 20th century vibe to it, I think that just kind of adds to the magic of it all, because there's just this kind of... 
quiet, old-timey Christmas vibe to it. And so when they're decorating the tree with, like, all these older-looking ornaments and they're, like, loving on each other and it's, like, aesthetically, I am so into this. This is beautiful. (laughs) I do think the two actors have a a good amount of chemistry between the two of them. Um, Yeah. Which kind of leads into the sincerity of the film. Do you feel like this is sincere? This is sincere? Is anybody phoning it in? Does this give you Christmas magic? Um, I would say it does give me Christmas magic. I feel like the vibe of the film yeah. got me there. Um, the sincerity was a yeah. little uneven. So sometimes, like, like I would say the, the two mains um, were really into it. And I think her boss was also, like, they could have made him way more mm-hmm. of a caricature. And he did, he felt a lot more real, which I appreciated. But then, like... Some of the actors from the flashbacks just really yeah. weren't selling it. And I'm like, oh, like, it, and it did yeah. take me out of the movie. So I would say the sincerity of this movie yeah. is a little uneven. But when it's just Daniel and Kate, yes, you feel it, you know? I agree. So what was your unbelievable suspension of disbelief? Oh. Mine is probably, like, the amount of electricity <laughs> available in Pearl, Vermont yeah. Yeah. at Christmas in 1920. It's mm-hmm. just, ugh, it took me out of it. And then I think, um, you know, the acting actually really kind of killed a couple of the yeah. moments for me. So, yeah. And also the fact that an innkeeper and a barkeeper were able to afford an <laughs> inn, but the lawyer yes. couldn't. How much debt are you in, yeah. Kate? Maybe she, she's probably Dude, got a lot oh, of student loans. How much? I was going to say it's probably the student yeah. loans that killed her versus the Gen Xers back there yeah. are doing just fine. So Yeah, mine would be the um, 1920s costumes that are very much so, like the men's fashion, like I said, like the three-piece suit and stuff like that, that's pretty spot on. But the women, all of the women's fashions... Every single piece that the women Terrible. wore were at least 10 to 20, some even like 25 years behind in the times. Um, and I understand this is rural Vermont. And so like big city fashion hasn't probably hit them yet. But at this point, after the Great War, dresses and fits were becoming a little bit looser to give women more freedom to mm-hmm. move around because... Because they had to be, they weren't entering the workforce at this point, but they had to be doing a lot of the jobs that the men weren't there to do anymore, and so they needed more space to room, or more space to move. Well, and there's also the fact that, um, there's also the fact that the war um, caused rationing, so um, undergarments were a lot more loose at that time, too. Yes. So there's a bit of a correlation there for fashion. And I guess, like, Lily's supposed to be this young... I think she's her family comes from money, um, based on some of her yeah probably fabric choices. Um, so you would you would assume that she's very much so into the um, what's that fit called? Kind of like a line peasant dressy kind of fit. But mm, what do I know? I'm not sure. What you disagree? No. Oh. I agree. 
No, it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Spaced out there. Anyway, that's my that's my stupid pickiness of the film. So, are we going to raise a glass in rosé cheer, or are we going to drown our sorrows in beer after watching this movie? Oh... We'll have a half class. Yeah, of rose I, for this, yeah. I would this say. isn't a full bottle's worth. <laughs> Not a full bottle's worth. Although maybe you could make the argument that the full bottle was to get through the teenageness mm. of the last That's one. But this one, it was like it was fine. It was you know it was an enjoyable day spent yeah. watching, but it's not like. Absolutely must see. Gonna end. It, I would not enter this into my yearly rotation. Let's put it that way. I'm glad I watched it. I don't feel the yeah. need to watch it. I would again. say this is a good one to put on in the background while you're decorating, um, because it's one that you don't necessarily yes. want to have to devote all of your attention to. But it is nice and helps you get in the spirit. Um, but like, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's one of those ones where like the christmas prince is i don't put on the christmas prince to decorate i put on the christmas prince to watch um so yes but anyway highly agree this this movie actually on imdb has a higher rating than the Chris, the christmas prince you fuckers yeah. i swear if i remember God. correctly christmas prince has <laughs> a six wonder- point, or a 5.7 and spirit of christmas has a 6.5 I will say for, like, a Lifetime movie, it's better than yes. I expected. It's much better than I expected. Because I've watched, I tried watching a couple of the other Lifetime movies and just had a really yeah. hard time. So maybe maybe it's, like, being graded on a curve <laughs> yeah. in that regard. Versus, like, the Christmas Prince for Netflix production mm-hmm. is a lot more cheesy. So we just have to consider context here is yeah. what I'm saying. All right, Emma, what movie are we watching next week? So we're going to be doing Last Christmas. So um, it's been out for a couple weeks, um, but I highly recommend that you guys go out and give it a watch. Um, I would say keep in mind that it is a Christmas Mm -hmm. movie, much more, and that the marketing did lie to you a little bit. So keep that in mind as we go into it. I will say that because I've already gone and watched it. I'm going to go watch it again. I don't know when, but I'm going to watch movies again next week. There's like three movies I need to watch (laughs) next week. So, yeah. Yeah. I have to go see it still. So we shall see. We shall see. We'll have more to say next week. So you can find us on Twitter at Rosé till Xmas Day. We upload this podcast onto both Lousy Beautiful Town and Sapphic Skywalker's feed, which means that this podcast available is available on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Emma, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter at EmphasNest. That's E-M-F-Y-S underscore N-E-S-T. And I'm on the Sapphic Skywalker's podcast. And Abby. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Cecilia, and I am on the Lousy Beautiful Child podcast. And with that, go find a ghost dick <laughs> for your dickmas. You know what? I bet his balls are sleigh bells. <laughs> I bet they're not wind chimes. They're sleigh bells. Go ring those sleigh bells, ladies. Merry Christmas. <laughs> 
Jingling a ling, jingling a ling. Jesus Christ. <laughs>